Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with Dan Sullivan. Dan, in a workshop recently, you made a comment that had everyone sit up and take notice. What you said was that in any situation, you want to be the buyer, not the seller. And everyone was like, what does that mean? (laughs) Tell me more. So what is that? Because it's had some profound impacts on our clients, especially in some very important situations. So what does being the buyer mean? And we'll get to how do we take action on that. But what does it mean, first of all? Well, you know, it really comes to my great emphasis on one tool in the Strategic Coach, which is my favorite tool that I use the most, and that's the impact filter. I always tell people, regardless of what the situation is in your entrepreneurial life and outside as well, always take about a half hour and go through the impact filter and write down that the experience that you're going into is a project. So write down what the situation is. So for example, you're going into a meeting. Okay, so it could be a meeting inside your company, it could be a meeting outside your company, and we'll strictly talk about work life first. And you write down what the project is. So immediately, it's not a meeting, it's a project. Okay, and a project means that you want to achieve something, and then you go through the first three questions of the impact filter. What's the purpose of this meeting that's a project? And you write down, this is the purpose. Number two, what's the importance of it? Why will this make a difference? And now you've increase the value. You've got a purpose and you've increased the value. And number three, what's the best outcome as a result of the meeting? What's the ideal outcome? And what's happened now is that you've transformed yourself not to be someone who's trying to sell something in the meeting. You're establishing criteria where right off the bat, this is a good meeting or a bad meeting, Immediately, you know, because you've already laid out specifications for yourself. I'm buying what's going to go on in this meeting, or I'm not buying it, depending on whether the purpose, importance, and the ideal outcome are there. And then you scare yourself a little bit by saying, you know, what's going to be like if the worst possible thing happens? You know, what's the worst possible thing? I mean, people have many, many experiences of really bad meetings to know, well, you know, nobody really knows what's going on. Nobody's really committed to anything that's going on here. Nobody's taking responsibility. Nobody's contributing anything. And you can just... Let me add, it's a waste of time. No one commits. There's no deadline. We're more confused afterwards. Things get more complicated. (laughs) The only result out of this meeting is that we have to get another meeting to repair the damage that was done in this meeting. And then the best result, there's a huge jump in morale everybody's more excited. There's a real sense of momentum that we're really moving forward on something really important. And everybody's motivated to get on with the actual activities and achievements that come out of the meeting. Okay. So right now, my intentionality about this meeting is just going right to the top. And then I said, if this meeting is really, really successful, then this is true and this is true. And you put down measurements. This will be decided. We'll have a plan for this. So-and-so will take responsibility for this. And you get down to the end. Half hour. And now you walk into the meeting. And I always start off a meeting that everybody has to share something they're excited about. Okay, And that's one of my requirements for starting any meeting and finishing any meeting. Okay, And the truth is that 
I, as the writer of this impact filter, am now the buyer of the meeting, okay? And if someone else has done an impact filter, they're a collaborating buyer of the meeting. But right off the bat, if the meeting gets off to a wrong side, I said, wait, 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 wait. Let me read my impact filter, or I copy my impact filter, and I give it out to everybody. This is what I want to achieve. This is worth a certain amount of my time, or it's completely worthless to me unless we handle those things, unless someone's got a better idea than I have. So all along, I'm buying an experience or I'm rejecting an experience based on my thinking beforehand. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a meeting. And one of the outgrowths of, you know, my use of the impact filter before meetings is that I don't have many meetings. (laughs) What I have is an impact filter that I can send to someone who I know can take immediate action on it, or I can send it to everybody who's capabilities would be mentioned in the success thing. And I can do that by a PDF and send it to them. And they individually come and talk to me and say, yeah, 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 I got that. And I'll coordinate with so-and-so and everything else. And those take like five minutes. Those take like five minutes. But it's very, very one-to-one. It's very direct. It's very, very focused, very high energy. So As a result of that, that's also what I do in the outside world, outside of coach. For example, in a couple weeks, I'll be going to the big annual Genius Network, Joe's Ten Ring Circus, Joe Polish, he puts (laughs) on, and it's it's end-to-end entertainment and excitement. But I'm not looking for everything. You know, people say, I go, and there's just so much coming at you. And I say, well, I'm not looking for everything. I'm just looking for certain things. So I'll sit there, and I'll do my three days of participation in the Genius Network meeting. There's going to be 300 people there. I know some of the agenda, and I just put together purpose, importance, ideal outcome, best and worst, eight things. And then I just walk in the room, and I'm just buying certain things. I'm not caught up in the complexity of the meeting and everything else. I'm just sitting there for three days and I'm just checking up. I came to buy something and I'm I'm not buying anything except for what I said. Now, sometimes I get surprised, you know, with something that's even bigger and better than I put down. But the only reason why I can take advantage of that is the pre-thinking of making myself the buyer. So this has everything to do with intentionality. Total intentionality. Which I love. And I just want to mention that if anyone wants to use the impact filter, then they can definitely get it through our quarterly book, which is called the... Extraordinary Impact Filter. Which is such a fabulous book. It's funny because, Dan, you've been using that tool for so long. And as we were creating the book, even new dimensions of it opened up. So highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And the three sections and ending with the success criteria is just such a powerful way to be really clear on what you want. And that's the other part of being a buyer. When you're clear on what you want, it's so much easier to go yes, no, yes, no. And you're not at the effect of something. You're not the victim of something. You're the one there creating the experience. Now, our clients have used this in a really interesting way. I'd like you to share some of those examples because they've been in situations that are very, very high stakes or that have very high stakes and where it's really mattered. So can you talk about some of those? Because I think this is a situation that may apply to... Many of our people well, listening had, right now. It's happening more and more among the most advanced and successful companies in our 
program, especially since people are jumping to the 10 times level, and then other people are jumping from the 10 times level to the game changer level. And I see it really happening in the game changer crossover from 10 times where they'll get an offer for their company. Somebody wants to buy the company, and they immediately first saying, well, you know, I've got to really put my company in the best possible shape so that people will really be interested and they'll give me really good terms, like I'll get a a really good check and the obligations after the sale won't be too onerous. And this is a standard thing. And I said, well, that's going to be a very anxiety-filled period while you're going through it. And then afterwards, you may find that what you were looking for by selling your company, you're not really getting. So why don't you, before you start the formal negotiations, they've said they're interested. So what I would do is do an impact filter that selling the company is a project. So this is the project. The purpose is this, and they're your purposes. They're not their purposes. What's the importance? It's your importance, not their importance. It's the ideal outcome. It's the ideal outcome for you. And then what's the worst that can happen and the best that can happen as a result of this? And then what are your success criteria for the sale? Do that. I said, it takes a half hour. And what I would do is say, well, I'm really interested in talking to you about this, but these are my conditions, and actually send the impact filter to the potential buyer. And what you're going to discover is right off the bat that it's either 100%, yeah, let's go ahead, or it's going to be a zero because what you put down there is not acceptable to them. Okay, and when would you like to find that out, whether it's acceptable? And I said, I would like to know it instantaneously so you don't waste one more day, you don't spend another period of time thinking about it, you just simply say what you are. And the whole point is that even if this is a no-go, even though you had built yourself up, oh, this would be wonderful, and gee, that's amazing, and everything like that, you're simply hallucinating because you haven't actually found out what your true intentions are for doing this. But I had a case yesterday where somebody actually did the impact filter and approached the person who was making the offer, and they said, no, no, this isn't acceptable. And he could tell just by the interaction that he really didn't want to have anything to do with them. They couldn't care less about what he had created. They were simply using it as an asset that they would do something different with. But they required him to be there two or three years, which was the worst possible situation for an entrepreneur. You still have to do everything, but you're not the boss anymore. I mean, talk about entrepreneurial health, you know, (laughs) being somebody else's employee and your former team now isn't really clear about who you are, what you are. They know you got a big payday and they didn't. So one of them, it was the biggest check that I've ever seen in a transaction It's over the last year. He did the impact filter, and he didn't actually tell them. He didn't show them the impact filter, but he had success criteria, and, and three of the success criteria were really kind of admirable. He said, I want it in a single check. In other words, when we agree to the price, the check gets written that day. Second thing is, the day after I get the check, which is today, 
Tomorrow, I'm not working at that company anymore. I'm gone. And number three is there's no non-compete clause where you're telling me what I can do after the sale. And so he approached them, and they said, oh, no, 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 you don't understand how these things happened. You can't possibly think that we're going to agree to those terms. And he says, no, he says, you're either going to accept the terms or you're going to reject them. But remember, I'm the buyer here. I'm buying the possibility of you taking over. But he says, you know, the money you're offering, I'm going to make that amount of money over the next 10 years anyway. So he said, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the freedom. So I just want to let you know, unless these three things are met, there's no deal. Well, he's not the seller here. He's the buyer. And he told me that he was really shaking in his boots while he was doing it. He said, oh, my gosh. You know, he says, I have real faith in Dan Sullivan and the coach that this is going to work. And the impact filter in his breast pocket. Yeah, so he folded it up. He didn't have a lot of meetings, but he had several. And he folded up the impact filter and put it in his coat pocket right above his heart. And he said, any time I had the inkling that I was going to give in to what they wanted me to give in to, he says, I just remembered I got to go back to coach and I got to talk about this. And he said, I can't, I can't violate the impact filter. He wouldn't want to tell you. No, and they weren't bad people. That's one thing. I mean, he thought that they were good people. He thought that they would be good management for his team after he sold the company. But he wanted to go on. He had another company that was much bigger in his imagination and excitement. So he had a a nervous week, but then they phoned him. They said, okay, whatever you want. And that was it. I said, there's a lot of wins here. I said, the check is huge. You get massive freedom back. But I said, the biggest check is just your confidence about always being the buyer. And I said, you spend most of your entrepreneurial career as a seller of one kind or another. So just make this the point in your life where after this, you're always the buyer in every situation. You know, it's just knowing what you want and not settling for less. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you said knowing what you want. I was just thinking about actually your first quarterly book, Wanting What You Want. <laughs> and that's really a criterion here is that you have to be really, really clear on what you want. And the impact filter helps you get clear on that. When we're not clear on what we want, then we're subject to other people's whims or what they want. And then we can kind of get lost in the middle. And <laughs> so many entrepreneurs have sold their companies and are trapped in it for that usually two to three year time period and they're not happy campers yeah, and they don't and, have the freedom. And I'd like to do a little update on the wanting what you want because I've always said you want what you want because you want it and you don't get into because. But there are four becauses which are appropriate for entrepreneurs of wanting what they want. They want freedom of time, they want freedom of money, they want freedom of relationship, and they want freedom of purpose. Those are perfectly good becauses for an entrepreneur to want something, but nothing out of increased freedom would you have as a reason why you want something. I love that. It also makes the things that you want better for you. Yes, it really does. I love this, Dan. So we've talked about what always being the buyer means and how to be intentional using impact filter. So what's something that someone can do today? Well, first of all, if you don't have the impact filter, just go to our 
Knowledge Products, and you can get a free download. It's an ebook, and you can read the Extraordinary Impact Filter. And then there's also the actual PDF of the actual form of the Impact Filter, which I totally encourage you to use so that in any situation you go into, it doesn't matter what it is, personal life, business life. And we're going to New York City for American Thanksgiving. And New York is just a sensory overload (laughs) place. I mean, it's just huge. I find London the same way. I haven't been to Tokyo recently, but these massive big cities that just have a million different things going on. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, the project is we're spending four days in New York City. The purpose of this is this, the importance, the ideal outcome, best and worst, and here's eight criteria. And then that's me buying New York. I've positioned myself that I'm going into this experience called New York City, and it's in agreement with BAP, so we'll do it together. And then we go, and we're just feeling marvelous that we found what we were looking for. And in being clear about what you want, you always get more than you want. But if you're not clear about what you want, you always get less than you want. Oh, so true. So true. So people can use it for meetings. They can use it for projects, even something as big as selling their company. And like you, my husband and I discovered the absolute importance and value of doing an impact filter on vacations. Because if you do not do one, and especially if you've got a very diverse-minded family like I do, everyone wants something different. Mm -hmm. And you don't really want someone to be disappointed. So the impact filter is a great way to get more than one person on the same page, literally, as well as figuratively. So you can all be aligned on what kind of experience you're going to be creating and what your what your intentionality is for that experience. You don't just go into it and get probably unhappily surprised by not getting what you want. So I love it, Dan. I love the whole mindset of being the buyer, always be the buyer, because it puts us in charge, not the world. That's a very powerful place to be. Yeah, I'm just going to give one to show how it relates to our modern age. And I've been witness over the last 30 years how we've moved from telephones that occasionally rang to cell phones where there's people constantly wanting your time. It was so funny because I was doing an Exponential Wisdom podcast with Peter Diamandis, and we were talking about you know, the demands of technology on people's minds these days. So I have a cell phone, which surprises a lot of people uh, because they've never seen me actually use it. It's charged up, and it's in my briefcase. And I treat it like there aren't payphones around anymore. So, you know, you're in a situation where you need a telephone, and I have it available. But over the last 12 months, and this is really interesting, I've only talked to two people, three people, actually. I've talked to my limousine driver where I'm changing schedule for the day, and I need a new arrangement with my limousine driver. We have a porter at Toronto Airport who's a terrific porter, and we always let him know that we're on time for meeting him so that he can take care of our, you know, all of our bags, and he facilitates us through all the lines and everything like that. <laughs> so those are two individuals. That wouldn't be even 1% of my time. And then there's Babs, and Babs and I will stay in touch with each other when we're separated. We're usually together in most places, but if we're separated a phone or will text. And then I have a podcast series with Dean Jackson, and it's called The Joy of Procrastination. 
And I checked back over a full year recently, this was in September, and I told Dean that he represented 90% of my cell phone minutes for the previous year. And the reason is that I've got a use for the phone and I've determined the use for the phone, and I don't care about anybody else's purposes for me to have a phone because they're not important to me. And we have a well-set-up teamwork structure at Strategic Coach if you want to get a hold of Dan, and that's for an important reason, and please send an impact filter before the meeting, what the meeting's going to be about. And everybody who wants to talk to me talks to me, but they're scheduled like meetings and they're like little projects. So I've just instilled that that I'm the buyer of the world's desire to get in touch with me. I'm the buyer, and I'm open to certain things, and I'm not open to otherwise. And so people say, you know, you seem really calm and everything. How do you handle all the communications? And I said, well, we've established all sorts of structures and systems so that I'm always the buyer of any kind of experience I have related to the cell phone throughout the year. And I do that with every other kind of technology, too. And the reason is because, you know, when somebody's trying to get in touch with me, it's their idea. It's not my idea. (laughs) It's like somebody knocks on my door, and it's after 7 o'clock. I don't answer the door. What are you knocking on my door after 7 o'clock at night for? Just because somebody has an idea they want to get in touch with you, that's no obligation on my part because I'm a buyer. And, you know, and if they really got a great idea and they really want to get in touch with me, they'll find out how to do it. I love it. Well, Dan, it strikes me that it just always puts you in the driver's seat. You're always the one being choiceful about the circumstances rather than having it be the other way around. And here's the other thing, Shannon. I wish this for other people, too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just that I'm in the driver's seat and they're not. I highly recommend if I was in a room where five people had done impact filters on the meeting, it would be the greatest meeting that you ever had because they all came in intentional and they're all there to buy something and they know they want to buy it. And together as a group, we'll create something that satisfies everybody's desire to buy something. Oh, I love it. Well, good. I think you've given us lots to think about. And for everyone listening, always be the buyer. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks, Shannon.